Episode 7, Bittersweet. What do I do, Jimmy? Whispered Lucy to her snugly sleeping son on the hospital bed while caressing his innocent, gentle face. Lucy already felt way beyond stressed and overwhelmed since learning about Jimmy's condition, and Dylan's abrupt arrival into their lives only made things much worse. You can't let your guard down, not right now. Not after all these years, a nagging voice in Lucy's mind kept telling her. She looked at Jimmy's face and went on a trip down the memory lane. For ten long years, it was just Jimmy and her against the world. When Lucy left home a decade ago with Jimmy still in her womb, she did not really know where she would go or how she would be able to provide for them. But knowing that she was not alone anymore encouraged her to keep moving, keep striving, and surviving. Whatever life threw at her during all the ups and downs, Jimmy was her rock, her guiding light, her safe haven. One smile, one hug, one word from Jimmy breathed new life to Lucy, even when she felt tired, stressed, overwhelmed, or broken. But today she felt scared. Her safe haven was threatened. Lucy was well aware that she deprived Dylan of his rights and never even gave him the chance to decide whether he wanted to be his father at all. It's not like she did not want to tell him. She obviously did. And that is exactly why she went to his apartment that day 10 years ago, only to find out that he had proposed to her best friend. How was I supposed to tell him that I'm bearing his child while he asked my best friend to marry him? Questioned Lucy herself in a feeble attempt to reassure herself that what she did was the right thing to do. Plus, he did not even want me and would have probably asked me to get Jimmy aborted. The mere thought horrified Lucy, though there was a time when she too entertained the possibility. Lucy kept thinking, what if Dylan takes her to the court? He was, after all, Jimmy's biological father. But that's all he is. Jimmy's biological father. No more than a sperm donor. Lucy chuckled at the thought. Lucy quietly slid on the hospital bed with Jimmy and wrapped her arms around him. She reminisced all the time she needed someone to be there for her and Jimmy, to look after them, to care for them. But there was no one. It was only the two of them against everything. Storms came and went, but the bond and love Lucy and Jimmy shared weathered all. And Lucy was not ready for that to change. She was not going to lose her son to a man who, in the spur of the moment, mistakenly gave her his sperm. Jimmy was her son, only hers, and if it ever came to a fight with Dylan, she was ready for the battle. You are mine, and I will not let anyone take you away from me, whispered Lucy, taking Jimmy in a tighter embrace. Mom, can't breathe. Let me sleep, please, pleaded a heavy-eyed Jimmy. Cannot, will not. You, my baby bear, snickered Lucy whilst teasing Jimmy with a chummier squeeze. Mom, groaned Jimmy. Okay, okay, big guy, I lose. Lucy kissed the top of his head before getting off the bed and losing herself in another reverie. How could that bastard do this to me? Scowled Dylan at the thought of Nathan hiding something so big from him. Yeah, it is true that Dylan and Nathan have not been in talking terms at all during the past 10 years, but there was a time in the past when they were best friends. The least Nathan could have done is at least inform him that he has a son, a fucking son. Furious, Dylan drove towards the hospital. Dylan knew he would not be able to do much at the office or anywhere else as long as he had Jimmy on his mind. Jimmy and Lucy. Instantly, memories of the days spent with Lucy came rushing back to Dylan's mind. Even though it had been 10 years, Dylan was not able to get Lucy out of his mind and soul. He wondered whether Lucy felt the same. Highly doubtful. Dylan shut the thought as soon as it emerged. She is most likely dating the doctor guy. Even if she isn't, why would she miss you, Dylan? 
It's not like you gave her any good to remember you by. Dylan got taken back to the day when he saw Lucy, the day when he proposed to Heather and made a mockery of Lucy's love. Good thing she found the doctor. I never deserved her anyway, muttered Dylan to himself, although deep inside he wished the contrary was true. Even after all these years, Dylan loved Lucy, albeit in silence. He knows he will still go beyond limits if it is for her, if it is for her love. He knew he would still be available for her on his busiest days if she came looking, and perhaps that is exactly why it hurt so much. Dylan was smart enough to know that he put himself in this situation, but that does not mean he is not hurting. For him, Lucy was always home. No matter where or how far he went, she was always his home, even when he was not hers. Today, even when Dylan and Lucy are not together, she still has not left him alone. Lucy and the memories of the days they spent in love are always there, comforting him, haunting him. Dylan knew he would be lying if he said he is still not waiting for Lucy. All these years, some part of him kept waiting for her to return. There were moments when he told himself, not sure how many heartbreaks I will have to experience before fully understanding that you may never come back to me. And the hardest part of it all was to miss her in silence. But Dylan was wrong. Over the years, Dylan imagined and fabricated scenarios of meeting Lucy in his head in so many ways, but never the way it was happening right now. Lucy was back in his life, albeit not the way he wanted, and definitely not under the same circumstances. Nonetheless, some part of him was glad that at least she was here now, with their son. Our son, said Dylan almost inaudibly. It felt weird, yet wonderful. I am a father, Dylan said louder this time and with more resolve. Dylan was ready to let bygones be bygones. He was ready to let go of the fact that his son, his blood, was hidden from him for ten years. But he was not willing to lose out any more on his son's life. Ten years is a long enough time already, whether Lucy approves it or not. With this resolve in mind, he parked the car outside the hospital and began walking towards the children's ward. Dylan was here to see his son, and he was not willing to return without doing so. Hello, I'm here to see my son, Jimmy. Dylan was not sure which surname Lucy used for Jimmy. Uh, may I please know which room he's in? The old lady sitting at the front desk was not really amused by Dylan's hesitant undertone. You are the father and you don't know which room your son is in? Asked the old lady, bemused. Yeah, um, actually I was at work, retorted Dylan, unimpressed. The old lady eyed Dylan for a few moments before finally asking, What is your name? Dylan. Dylan waited patiently while the front desk lady kept typing something into her computer. After a few minutes, she looked up and said, I'm sorry, but there's no record of Jimmy here with Dylan as his father. He probably came to the wrong hospital. The old lady looked even more revolting than she was a while ago. Dylan can almost hear her say, Stupid man doesn't even know where his child is. But he did not blame her. There must be some mistake, ma'am. Can you please just tell me where Jimmy is? Dylan pleaded. Sorry, sir, can't do. Hospital policy, replied the old lady nonchalantly. Please, ma'am, you do not understand. I really need to see... Dylan? Someone interrupted in the background. Dylan, is that you? Dylan turned around only to see Jose standing on the other end. Um, hey, Dylan said sheepishly. What are you doing here? I came to see Jimmy. You know that is not possible, Dylan. Lucy does not want you guys to meet. Please, Jose, he is my son. He is my fucking son. He's ten years old and I don't even know what he looks like. Jose seemed a bit dismayed, but knew he was not in a granting position. 
I'm sorry, Dylan. I really am, but my hands are tied. I hope you understand, man. Jose's apology sounded sincere, but Dylan was not ready to give up so easily. I'm not going anywhere without seeing my son, Dylan announced. Jose remained silent and went about his work, whereas Dylan threw his coat on a chair in the waiting area and began strolling the hall back and forth. Jose completed his rounds on the patient floor, and after a 12-hour shift, it was finally time to call it a day. He went into the locker room, changed his clothes, picked his belongings, and was ready to leave the hospital for a nice glass of rum. Good night, ladies, Jose said to the staff still working at the front desk. Have a great weekend, y'all. So do you, doctor, everyone chimed in harmoniously. Suddenly, Jose's eyes went to the waiting chairs opposing the reception, and his exultant mood was not so exultant anymore. Dylan was still sitting there, head in his hands. It had been over eight hours since he told Dylan to leave, yet there he was, still waiting, still hoping, and still expecting to meet his son. Briefly, Jose stood frozen in the same spot and almost felt bad for Dylan. The guy doesn't even know what his son looks like, Jose thought to himself. Jose knew he should not, but something pulled him towards Dylan until he was merely inches away from him. He placed one hand on Dylan's shoulder and said, You still here? Dylan looked up at Jose. I told you I'm not going anywhere without seeing my son. With a long sigh, Jose said, Stand up. Come with me. Dylan jumped in delight and followed Jose into the hospital. They crossed a few wards and halls in sheer silence until they reached a big door. Jose turned around and said to Dylan, I am letting you see Jimmy, but only from outside the glass. Do not go inside. Dylan nodded in agreement. Also, don't tell Lucy about this, please. Dylan opened the door only to enter another room with a huge glass wall. Jose decided to follow him inside as well. Dylan slowly walked towards the glass wall. His steps were so tiny that it seemed as if his feet were held with shackles. When he finally reached the wall, he just stood there for a few minutes before touching the glass with one of his hands. Jose wondered what it must feel like to be in Dylan's shoes, to learn out of the blue that you are father to possibly a dying son. Before Jose could think anything else, Dylan fell on his feet and broke into tears. The sight broke Jose's heart. There is no denying that he felt bad for him. Poor guy did not even know he was a father until recently. Jose wished he could help him somehow, but he could not. He didn't fully understand the bittersweet essence of Dylan's feelings to make him feel any better. Instead of comforting Dylan, Jose decided to let him be and left him alone in that room with the sun. Lucy, Lucy, I have news, exclaimed Jose as he came rushing into Jimmy's room. Lucy was sitting on a chair reading Jimmy's favorite book to him when Jose stomped right in. What happened? Is everything okay, Jose? asked a startled Lucy. No, everything is not okay. A wave of terror crossed Lucy's face. Everything is great, Lucy. We found a donor for Jimmy's surgery. Stunned, Lucy froze in disbelief. She could not believe what she'd just heard. What? she asked incredulously. We found the way to save Jimmy. He will be absolutely okay, Jose said, this time slowly, and took Lucy in a tight embrace. To know more, listen to this story, Breaking Rules, only on Pocket FM app. Download now. Download now.